Hey, hey. I managed not to cough on pod uh, to start the episode. So nice. Uh, I think we're starting off on the right foot. Yeah. To answer your good. question. Bunch of Vapo cool. Yeah. I don't think we're linked to him just because his name is Brian. Oh, you don't think wow. so? You don't think we were going to create a little. Uh, no, I, I think. It's a, a happy coincidence. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be called the All Brians. It's a rebrand, and much like uh, the teams that only recruit from like Catalonia or the Basque region, we are going to be that, but with the name Brian. Do we have only? Do we have any Brians in the academy? We got. We have to have at least one. We used to be able to easily search that, but I'll see if we can find U.S. soccer registries still Real Salt Lake. why I mean I think I know why but why doesn't the team just like let us know who's on the academy teams <laughs> no they might now there used to be a really great resource uh, and I made Siri respond to me somehow my audio is still coming through okay? Yeah, so in 20 in, yeah. in 2021, the RSL Academy played the LA Galaxy, uh, the U15, sorry, the U15 team played the LA Galaxy's U15 team. RSL won 2 to 0. Goals were scored by Xavier Gozo and Axel uh not I don't know if that's supposed to be Axel K. If it's a di- do we have two different players named Axel? I think we do actually. Okay, different Axel. Uh Clean sheet, Segui. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know, I didn't know how to pronounce it. Clean sheet, Brian Ramirez. So we have a keeper somewhere in the academy. Oh, that's named Brian. So there's okay. a there's another one to add to the Brian. Well, it can't be a Brian goal if we've got four, but we can figure it oh, out. It's a well. Brian angle. That's really good. We only need three then. Oviedo's <laughs> going to retire soon. How old's Ramirez? I don't know. Got to be a child. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see him on the roster on the official mm. side. I wonder if he's not—he's not in the academy anymore. So in twenty, oh. well, listen, twenty eleven, he was there. Or sorry, not twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Freak, twenty twenty one. I can't speak today. I don't know what's, what's going on. Well, it's an auspicious way to start episode one hundred thirteen of Off the Crossbar, a Real Salt Lake podcast. Yes, indeed, it there is one of those. Oh, how are you guys? Why. What's going on? What's up? I'm trying to find the dock and it's in the same like window and I'm trying to like alt tab my way through it and it's not because it's a different tab in the same oh, yeah. browser. So it never you can control up. tab through that. I know, but I don't usually okay. because I usually alt tab through oh. windows. Okay. Mm. That's a good point. I don't want to control tab because as we're going through the pod, there have been times when I've been doing that in the past and I just like keep opening up new tabs when we're like talking about a movie and I've got to read about it or something like that. Yeah. And then I just go through mm. and like close a bunch of tabs and I'm always afraid that I'm going to close the tab with the recording in it. So I stopped doing oh. that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny, but also probably a good idea. Yeah. Do you have a multi multi monitor setup over there, Trevor? No, I've got my laptop. Okay. I keep wanting to get like a multi monitor setup, but then I realize that. <laughs> The only real reason I want that is so that I can play video games and while also like, yeah, like while podcasting or like while mm-hmm. watching a movie or something. 
Yeah, I can't really justify to... doing all that. <sighs> the video games while watching a movie is something that does not resonate with me, I will say. Oh, I'm I don't know. quite good at that. I know you are. I don't know how. Yeah. I Video I, games I plus play... podcasting, listening, like listening to, I guess I don't do as much anymore, but when I was really into FIFA, I mm-hmm. like didn't listen to the game audio like once oh, this yeah. last FIFA. The game audio is useless. Yeah. yeah, and so I just was listening to podcasts like exclusively, and it was it was great. Yeah, actually, I got through a lot of podcasts that way. The only game I've been playing recently is is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, and sound is a pretty important piece of that. Yeah, um, there that. are some times when I'm like I care a little bit less about stuff, so I will put my AirPods in transparency mode, put my headphones in over that, so I get a little <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, which works pretty well, funnily enough. Uh, but yeah, that's I can't do it with a movie though. I, that demands too much of my attention. But mm. you're yeah, probably actively just, watching what you watch, and that's probably yeah. a good thing. This yeah. is true. But I also like don't work on a computer when I like had a job where I was on a computer. Like dual monitor was like necessity. I would yeah. always like, yeah. But I don't use a computer for work at all, so. I really have to struggle to like justify having a dual monitor and spending money on a dual monitor. Yeah. All right. So Makes I, sense. No, I don't. Okay. Well, there, I mean, it comes up like every now and then where I'm like, Oh, this would be really nice if I like could right have now, a second probably. monitor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've, I've got, spend a lot of money to do that. Right so. in front of me, I've got the dock over here. I've got Slack over here. Yeah. I've got all the, I've got all the monitors going right now. Yeah. I do have I a couple like, of like six monitors, so I don't yeah. know. Watching soccer would be a lot easier with two monitors. That's what I'm saying, dude. Well, okay, so I technically currently I'm looking at three monitors, or sorry, two monitors, three computers, and one of them has a built-in monitor is what I've got going on right here right now. All Wait, right. what? I have my work computer and a monitor for that. So that's mm-hmm. that's a computer and monitor. I have my personal computer, my personal laptop. So that's two computers. And then I have a monitor for that that I don't generally use for oh, okay. my computer. I use that with my PS5. Oh, so nice. I have a monitor for my PS5. And then I have like an older <laughs> uh, Apple computer, which also has a screen. That's not it's a desktop computer that I mainly just use for watching multiple soccer games. So like my Champions League setup is like I'm running. Yeah. And then I, you know. I've got an iPad too that I sometimes I'll watch games on. So it really just depends. But uh, yeah, I've been during this World Cup, especially, I mean, uh, during uh, the last, I guess it was the decision day of the World Cup group stage and multiple games are going at the same time. That's uh, that's what I was doing. But anyhow, okay. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is pretty. I think it's pretty fair if you ask me. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, what's. uh. What's going on? What's it's, I've, I haven't feel like I haven't seen you guys forever. I missed you. I missed yeah, you. I haven't really seen you guys in even longer because I wasn't there on the last episode. Oh, that's it's right. True. It's been five weeks since we recorded with you, Trevor. Whoa. Yeah, just about. Yeah. But that's I am bad. healthy now. Great. Glad to hear. Finally. How long <laughs> were you sick for? Oh, geez. It felt like um, in reality, it was probably like seven days. Okay. And, but it, it felt like a month. Um. Yeah, I guess I had like some really goofy. I thought it was just like a two day like cold thing at first. So it was just like stay home from work for two days. We're good to go. And then I went back to work the next day and like 
immediately upon arriving at work, I was like, this isn't going to work out. This is a bad idea. I'm still sick. Um, still worked through that day and then went to the doctor the next day. And he was like, oh yeah, you've got some kind of bronchial slash sinus infection thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's probably just one of the many things that's going around to everybody. Yeah. And yeah, so I got me on some antibiotics. And then I think it was like four days after that, that I finally was able to like go back to work and have a regular day. I'm so, glad you're feeling better. Thank you. And I'm glad, glad I'm you're on better too. Yeah. Love it. So other than being sick, Trevor, what have you been up to? I feel like you probably have the most to, to update us on. No. Um, so <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about mental health for a second. Um, no, I just like, so I've got ADHD. I'm sure you guys, I feel like I've told you guys this before. Yeah, um, and that manifests itself in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that manifests itself in like, oftentimes I just like get focused on like one thing to do. And like, that's what I do. I come home yeah. from work and I do that all day. Sure. And, um, lately it's been specifically the division two, um, which is a video game. Uh, I found out that like, I finally beat it, um, and thought that, Oh, like that was it. But it turns out that they've got like seasons and weekly oh. things that like weekly challenges and like, kill 50 of these type of guys or kill a hundred of these guys with this weapon or whatever, which like feeds directly into my version of ADHD. And when it comes to like video games, I love having like checklists and like things to work towards and like where you can track the progress. And so I'm playing the game, but like just simply to fill the bar on all of these challenges or whatever. And they come up with like a new one, like every single week has a different challenge and it's different thing and so you're playing the same game doing the same thing over and over but i'm able to like just focus on it because i'm doing one challenge and then i'm doing another but then there's three challenges that are all very similar so let's do those first and like so yeah i ended up just focusing on that and i just got like completely lost in the sauce for like the last two weeks and then sunday finally um i kind of hit a wall like sunday afternoon where i was like i don't want to do this anymore we're done and so i stopped and haven't played any video games since but i did watch a couple of movies um that i've been meaning to watch and yeah it's really been it so it's like i'm fine but that's what sometimes happens is i just do really boring stuff to talk about and not like get out and go for a walk or a hike or you know do fun things with friends for like two or three weeks at a time i'll just basically get home and focus on whatever that is and in the past it's been like drums or music or video games, different versions of video games and stuff like that. But that's what I've been doing for the last two, three weeks. I love that. Um, that's exactly I did how watch, I am with games too. Yeah. I did want to ask you, Kyle, because mm-hmm. I feel like you'll have an opinion on this. Have you seen bullet train? No, I actually didn't see bullet train. Did you like it? I did. It felt okay. like it was the first time I've seen a movie like that in a long time. It's basically just like summer blockbuster, like fun, Mm -hmm. movie with celebrities that don't necessarily fit the role but like they're they're just celebrities so like stars brad pitt and it has a bunch of like different cameos from different oh yeah other celebrities like people in there bad bunny shows up for like 10 minutes and like has his part and um so yeah it's just a whole bunch of people and it's a funny movie it's an action movie and it doesn't really have like 
a point or a moral yeah. or anything like that. It's just a fun movie and that's all it is. And it was great. I really yeah. enjoyed it for what it okay. was. If you're trying to get like something out of it, <laughs> you probably, probably won't. But yeah. It's a fun movie. Okay. That's I cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's very stylized, made by the same guy who did, um, he did Deadpool 2, I believe. And also uh, Atomic Blonde was like, I think, yeah, that, one of his big movies. That super tracks. Um, oh, and it looks like, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious. Love it. Um, nice, man. What was the other movie you watched? Do you remember? Uh, we watched, hold on, <laughs> give me a second. So I, I watched Bullet Train, and then I watched something else the same day, and I don't remember what it was. And then yesterday I watched Rat Race because. I haven't thought about that movie for a very long time, but when I last watched it, I was probably like 19, 20, 21, something like that. And at the time I was like, this is the funniest movie of all time for sure. And I saw that it was on Netflix and I was like, Oh, I haven't seen this in a long time. I used to really like this movie. Let's see if I like, if it was problematic or not and Mm -hmm. see if it's actually still funny now that I'm an adult. And it turns out it's still just the funniest movie of all time. I very much love that movie. Nice happy for you yeah really really funny really good movie it's on netflix until december 31st so go watch it recommend it i need more people who have seen it so i can talk to them about it i love That's it ron atkinson okay it's got yeah, yeah it's got yeah. ron atkinson it's got wayne knight it's got um holy crap uh cuba gooding jr john lovitz john Ooh. cleese just a ah. bunch of people and they're all very, very funny. It's basically a modern take on it's a mad, 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 mad world. If you've ever seen. Yeah, I, I feel like I a saw, lot of people have I seen that rat race a long time ago when I was a kid, but I have not seen it since. John yeah. Seth Green is in it. That's the other one. Oh, that Jerry did not Zucker age well. Movie. Seth Green, like as a comedic force, did not age well, but he's pretty funny in the movie. Oh, what is he doing these days? I feel like was it, oh, Robot <laughs> Chicken. Okay. Oh really? Yeah, is, is he still doing it? Still like 10, it's 15 years 2005 ago. to present. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah. Good I mean, for him, he was dude. on he was like doing Family Guy forever, right? Uh, Who was he on Family Guy? I don't even know. Uh he was Chris Griffin. Yeah, so he's the brother. Yeah, so he did Chris Griffin on Family Guy forever. <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, he still does, I guess. Uh. So nice, right. yeah. Shout out well, to wow. He's been on so many. I'm just going through his filmography. My goodness, yeah, that's a lot of TV, yeah. a lot of movies. Um, nice, yeah. Shout out Seth Green. Wasn't he in? Was he was in an action movie? Right, like what was he uh, the Italian Job? Oh wait, was he in Italian Job? Is yeah, it, he was a really like bad? hacker guy, wasn't he? Or am I thinking? Of, am I no? I think on? you're right. Uh, was, wait, yeah, Napster is his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Because he was the one who invented Napster. The guy they that just, actually did it stole it, stole his yeah, idea. That's right. Yeah. I love that. Do you guys ever it, see without a paddle? He was in he without was a paddle. Time. Yeah, that one was funny. Without a paddle was pretty funny. At least I thought it was when I, it came out in 2004. That one had well. what was the other guy's name? Um, Matthew Lillard and that's the guy, yeah. Jack Shepard, and yeah. then Seth Green. Those are the the, the trio. Pretty funny. Nice, man. He's an enemy of the state. <laughs> That's another In 1998. Not. He was oh, uncredited. He was. But... 
Yeah, he was a serious uh, actor. Uh, yeah. Who did he play? How was he uncredited? I thought he played I, like not a minor one scene character. I thought he was like I have no clue. Selby. He was with uh, he was like in the crew with Jack Black and them. Did we have this I conversation thought. where I, I saw a movie recently where somebody like really famous was uncredited in a movie and I can't remember. Oh. And I was like, was that that person? And then later determined they were uncredited. But now I can't remember what movie it was. Wow. That sounds I, familiar, like a conversation that happened that I, I don't. OK, I don't remember, but I, that sounds familiar. If that helps. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I can't remember. Maybe it was like in a horror movie or something. That Seth Green is NSA agent Selby. Yeah, that sounds I swear. right. Okay. Yeah, like anyway, not a minor part. Oh, well, uh, probably was Matt, pretty minor. What's been What's been going on with you? Yeah, so uh, we went and visited some family of Jenny's in Arizona and spent uh, a week and a half just in a little town. And we haven't we haven't recorded since uh, Thanksgiving, right? So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I made uh, some pretty delicious brownies that my parents or I go. took to a like a family pre Thanksgiving, like sure. friends giving, but it's been going for 20 years. Uh, and they're good. Jenny made a delicious gluten free cream pie, a vanilla Ooh. cream and chocolate cream. Nice. Ooh. Both with lots of cream. But we did talk about the idea of using coconut cream. There we go. Instead now we're talking of regular cream. And I think it would work just fine. Now so, we're uh, talking. Actually, she wrote about that in the latest issue of her chocolate newsletter. So oh, I need to read it. I got the email. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you could sub uh, coconut cream in without any, any problem at all. Uh, and the, the crust was really good. So um, okay, we can that's... pass on that recipe if you need. Ooh, what kind of, I'm looking me, at the picture she put in. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question. What kind of crusts on pies do you guys usually do? I mean, do you make like gluten-free like pie crusts or do you like substitute like graham cracker crust and stuff like that? Yeah. So uh, we did a one like gluten-free, like real pie crust and sure. It wasn't like flaky. You don't really get flaky with gluten-free crust on yeah. anything. Um, and then we did a couple with gluten-free Oreo crusts. Which oh, was okay. super easy because, you know, Oreos yeah. are gluten free Oreos taste just like normal Oreos. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. I've done a pie every single year for Thanksgiving or and Christmas. I think I make it twice um, for the family. And I do different crusts on it every single year. And I never really thought about doing like a gluten free crust. It's not like a pie crust type pie, it's like a crumble crust. So I usually oh, yeah. do like a graham cracker or yeah. I've done Oreo in the past. Nice. Um, but Biscoff cookie crusts is usually Ooh. the best. Is Biscoff gluten free? I imagine no. it is, but I've never double checked. No, I mean, I it's, it's it is cookie or butter. I have no idea. <clears throat> yeah, I have no idea. I haven't had a Biscoff in yeah. a couple of decades. Yeah, not gluten free. <laughs> Dang. Unfortunately. But uh, let's see, gluten free Biscoff. Anyway, Disney's family uh, for Thanksgiving, they, they're really into Thanksgiving. Uh, and there were, I think, 46 pies. Whoa. And How I many people? Jeez. Like 90, maybe, including oh, a bunch okay. of children. That's still well, that's like fair. half a pie per person. I mean, that's yeah, about right. Well, and, and with like, Is it? <laughs> there were at least 30 children. 
in, maybe included each in other. that 90? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we usually... I don't think we got up to 90, actually. I bet it was like 60. But the day after Thanksgiving, they all get together. Like everyone who stayed in town, at least, gets together. Uh, and they all do pie for breakfast like yeah. the following morning. And it's, it's just a, a good time. So we do we do the same thing. The morning after Thanksgiving is pie for breakfast. And then yep. for lunch, it's turkey sandwiches. Oh, beautiful. And that's that's every single year. Yeah, no, that's and that's well, I guess that's why I say the numbers are about right. We usually mm-hmm. as a family tend to like count numbers and then cut it in half. And we aim for that ish mm-hmm. in pies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the way to go. And yeah. a bunch of the family actually has celiac disease uh, on one of her her great aunt's side. Okay. Uh, so it's like two two large, you know, families combining. Contingents. Nice, yeah. Uh, and then there were a bunch of gluten-free pies. So I had pecan pie for my first time in Love that. Nice. ages. How was that? Pecan pie. Like, I love pecan pie. Yeah, I had a pe- I had a pecan pie on Thanksgiving as well. That oh, was that's beautiful. Tray. We didn't have pecan pie. We had cheesecake. My I went over to my sister's house, and my sister's my brother in law, I guess. His mom came over, and she asked how many people were going to be there because she wanted to bring like a dessert for everybody. And sure. she was told specifically like twenty to twenty five. So she went to the store and bought like individual like cheesecake serving things. Okay, and. They were sold in like packs of 12 and they were like little individual cheesecakes and they had some that were like fruit and some that were chocolate and some that were like brownie and like different toppings. She bought uh, 48 of those for like 20 people. All right. So naturally we ate like one package, one and a half packages, and I was sent home with an entire package. Nice. And I think I just finished the last one last night. Good job. Um, while yeah. there, I did discover go. that uh, one of Jenny's aunts is a listener of this podcast. So uh, a shout oh, out to Aunt Jenny if she's nice. listening. She's not a Real Salt Lake fan uh, and not particularly <laughs> a soccer fan. Uh, so that's good. Even even we, better. I, we barely talk about soccer on this pod anyway. So we usually devote at least 30 minutes to soccer. That is true. And this sometimes is, up to like an hour and a half. So, yeah. Okay, it really just depends. Right, this so. is going to be you. Yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> it's got fun. the numbers in front of you. So. You were here last week or you. last time, Trevor. Did you listen to the episode? Ooh, I'll bet. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you guys put in a test again, didn't you? It wasn't a test. We said something nice about you, I think. Yeah, it wasn't oh, a test. Maybe it was rude. I don't, Colin it said pro- it, I think. Now it's a test. Okay. Well, I guess I'll have to listen. I can't to even remember what it was. It was a good yeah. episode. It was That's like two and a half hours long. It was good. Yeah, we're in more infrequent now, but longer, even longer. Episodes. <laughs> yeah, we've got more to catch up on. That's yeah, right. It's true. It's and less it's very true. soccer to talk about. That is also extremely true, except for right yeah. now, which got some oh, yeah, lots cuts, of soccer. Though. Not a lot um, of rants I like. No. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got for social hour. That's it. have oh, you been watching anything? I feel like you've must have watched something good since we uh, since we talked. We've last. been watching Parks and Rec, uh, which okay, is great. Good show. Like, yeah. well, we've watched it a couple times, but uh, it's always fun to yeah. go through it again. Parks and uh, Rec is the one with Ron Swanson, right? Yeah, that's the okay. one with Ron Swanson. Yeah, For some it's reason, a great there's show. Like, there's like three or four of those shows that I always get confused. Mm. Parks and Rec. And yeah, it's because it was very one other. It was very The Office E for a minute. Like yeah, that first season. 
Yeah, but other than that, I haven't really been watching much. We were, you know, traveling a lot. So yeah, yeah. And I, I'm trying to think about like what's been going on since Thanksgiving. We had a pretty, pretty low key Thanksgiving. Um, was the first okay? So the first World Cup game was was Monday before Thanksgiving, right? The first United States mm-hmm. World Cup game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I watched that one in a Buffalo Wild Wings with a couple of friends, one of which I hadn't seen in a very long time since like pre-COVID, um, <clears throat> which had made, been making me sad that it had been so long since I had seen him. But we, the three of us had a really good time watching that game. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, it was, it was super fun. It was a nice little uh, environment for that. And then had a lovely Thanksgiving, just pretty low key at my parents' house. Oh, I will say the day before Thanksgiving, um, I went to a show uh, in the venue inside Quarters Arcade Bar. Okay. They have a small like <laughs> like music venue in there called Quarters DLC. And okay. uh, nice. it's like kind of, it's kind of comically short for a music venue, but it's honestly a really cool space. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went with, 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 uh, my brother and a friend and saw the bands, modern color, soft blue shimmer, a few others. Um, and it was, it was so fun, Matt. I feel like you in particular would really like soft blue shimmer. So you should listen to them. All right. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. So that was the day before Thanksgiving, which was always just like a really fun, night like the show didn't start till pretty late but it's just like a fun night to be up late it's like a random wednesday before thanksgiving because no work thursday um yeah so i i really enjoyed that that show was really great great thanksgiving super super chill um you know watched soccer of course and then the next day was uh usa versus england and i went to uh i took my brother when we went to Kaye for the watch party there. And I did some podcasting with the RSL show and Josh. Uh, I guess it was just Josh and me when we were on. Um, and it was really funny when we were it, the way Kaye is set up is like, <clears throat> there's this main area where uh, like all like the tables are set up and like the, all the screens and everything. We, and then all the podcasting stuff was set up around the little corner closer to where like the indoor field is and everything. Uh, over there, there's a separate TV and that TV was on Peacock. The other TVs were on Fox and it was like 15 seconds ahead. <laughs> so Josh and I were like watching the game while we were recording. And there are a couple of times when we were like, like something like pretty close happened. Like McKinney had that shot inside like the penalty spot and it went over. Yeah. And I was like, we're recording and we like, we like winced. We're like, Oh man. And I was like, okay, everyone's about to freak out right now. And then you hear the, everyone in the other room just be like, Oh, so that was pretty fun. I That's liked great. that. I liked I being a, a little <clears throat> future, future fortune teller, I guess for a few minutes. And Mitch was there. So it was great to see Mitch. Haven't seen him nice. since about exactly a year ago when we were all in Portland. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. Uh, what else? Um, oh, I went to, I, I just went solo and met up with like Keaton and some of those guys at beer bar for the Mexico Argentina game, which I believe was the oh, day fun. after. And that was a blast. Uh, it was kind of fun to be like actually n- pretty neutral in that game. I, I found myself kind of wanting Mexico to win, uh, but just cause there were like a lot of Mexicans there and I like, <laughs> wanted the place to go kind of crazy. So, 
Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that was pretty fun. Uh, really enjoyed that. Went on a little photo walk that day. I'm like looking back through my camera all the time, remembering. Yeah, what I mean, I those did. are lovely photos. Thank you. I uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that little stroll. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, it's just been a lot of watching soccer. Um, a lot of chilling extremely hard, a lot of watching, um, football as well. I've been watching the university of Utah's football team do very well. That's been fun. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's just been a good, a good time. And then as far as what I've been watching, um, I watched, uh, Dr. Strangelove. I don't know how I had put that one off for so long. It's a great movie. It's a, it's a really, really good movie. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Trevor, you're about to, to say something. I need to redo that one because I know I watched it and I remember mm-hmm. watching it and like for the first half of it, not really paying attention. Yeah. Or like and, realizing what's going on. Yeah. Like just not really like it was put on at like a party, I think um, like a low key like get together. Let's put it that way. It was put, okay. to, put on at like a get together. And so there was like distractions. Like we were talking and joking and hanging out with friends and, like sitting on the couch all watching it, but like also having our own conversations. And then it was about halfway through that like I started actually paying attention. And that's when I was like, oh, this is this is a good movie. I should have been paying attention because Yeah. This it's is much awesome. better than I was giving it credit for. Yeah. It's like I mean it's it's like a dark comedy that takes place. It's a dark comedy about nuclear war that takes place like in the middle of the Cold War. And I mean the yeah. movie was made in 1964. And so it's, it's just really, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I, th- I just timing wise, the whole, the whole thing is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating piece of art, but, um, really enjoyed that. Uh, continuing to watch, uh, channel zero, that horror series I've been into, oh, yeah. uh, I need to put that on my list. ranking the seasons so far. I, I really liked season one. I loved season two. Season three, didn't really care for. I'm in season four right now and it's pretty good. So um, season three, take it or leave it. Had some had some cool stuff, but wasn't my fave. Season two was just boy, it was great. Um, Oh, I also talked about that one before, haven't we? Yeah, I meant. Well, actually, I don't I don't know if I mentioned it. It might have been on the episode you weren't on, but it's this like horror anthology series. It's a sci fi show that was on. It was it's a sci fi original show that's now on uh, Shudder AMC plus um they acquired the rights to it now it's like a shutter original or whatever um but yeah it's just a really like well-produced horror series uh and each season is just standalone and it tells yeah. a unique story they're kind of based on like creepy pastas or whatever okay okay like that's kind of like what it is like it's kind of like slender man e in like the the way that like it's kind of like a t- a tale of something um Anyway, so yeah, very good. Went and saw the Banshees of Inishirin, um at the Broadway. Hadn't been to the Broadway for a little while. Um, boy, did I love that movie. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, it's it's the latest from uh, Martin McDonough. He's the one that did like um, In Bruges, for instance. Mm. Um, that makes sense. I'm looking at the cast and that tracks. It's yeah. got Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. famously exactly it's it's awesome i liked it more than in bruges it's so good it's so so good and like it the backdrop is like the uh 
the Irish Civil War. Um, it's okay. oh boy, it, it was. It That's was right. This is the one that he like comes back from war and they're not. I feel like I saw these guys aren't really involved in war. They're kind of. Ju- it's kind of just like taking place away from them, but sort of. Yeah, it, it's kind of it, it's it's a dark comedy as well, obviously. Okay. Um, but it's like, yeah, anyway, highly recommend. It's about these two guys, best friends who uh, start fighting That's with right. each other. Yeah, um, I saw the trailer for it. Really want to see that one. Yeah, it's awesome. And then, you know, not sure what's what's going on next, but I uh, what's today? Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on, but Tuesday. Oh, yeah. For the uh, the knockout game for the world cup uh, wait what did i do for the iran game oh i watched that one with some friends over uh over at a bar that was that was really fun and then uh saturday we um had a little breakfast brunch party for the netherlands game that was really fun and cute even though we lost but it's okay uh yeah and then just vibing i gotta i gotta get some christmas stuff going i like i haven't really December 6th. I've been bad at my Christmas cheer so far. So yeah, me too. Got to ramp that up a bit. And, uh, but yeah, just been really busy with work and, and hanging out. And, uh, that's about it. That's about it. Sounds like a pretty good week. Two weeks, yeah. three weeks. Pretty good time. Pretty yeah, good I think length so. of time. Oh, that's a great way to put it, Trevor. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, should we, uh, so I was thinking we can do uh, RSL and MLS news and then a World Cup date. Trademark. Okay. <laughs> Fine with it. And then I have, uh, after that, I don't usually roadmap like this, but I'm going to... We, we're going to loop back to three question marks. RSL stuff, question mark. I don't know, exclamation point. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, we'll see if we get there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's really important, so stay tuned, everybody. Yeah, it is. All right. So the first item in our uh, news and rumors, there's not a lot. Yeah, no. There, there are a couple well, things we'll talk about, but there's just not a lot right now. Did it's, we talk about the uh, Pablo rumors last time? We did, right? Ooh, I talked about I, it with Josh when we were. There's no. Has there been anything new on the Pablo rumors in the last? No, not since, since that weird like, week where we were rumored we were in the running supposedly for a, a few like different four coaches, different coaches and then, from Mexico and Argentina or somewhere. Yeah, then the RSL show broke some news that was essentially saying that Pablo was entertaining offers from other clubs around MLS. That was refuted uh, <laughs> uh, by Trey, <laughs> um, but you know that was that was interesting. Um, we do have, <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of RSL news, but since you mentioned MLS news, there's been a couple of, I don't know. I heard today. Will uh, Nancy from Montreal got hired at Columbus. Nazi? Oh. Nancy. Nancy. N-A-N-C-Y. N-A-N-C-Y okay. The okay. former. You say that's coach an old thing to call somebody. CF Trevor. Montreal. Are they still right. CF Montreal? They rebranded or some garbage again, right? They're Club de Foot. Because yeah. it's called foot. They, they, <laughs> I don't know. How to say it's called. <laughs> I miss. I liked Montreal Impact. I thought that was they're good. so a good name. Stupid over there. Yeah, because Montreal Impact is a perfect name. In France yeah. or in wow. Canada or Montreal, uh, the owner, the uh, ownership group, whoever's idea it was to oh, rebrand okay. three times Trevor, in three years. This is, 
This is very uh, one dumb. third of this Every, podcast is very anti Quebecois, apparently. So. Wow. <laughs> Every single time they've done a rebrand, and every single time they've had to apologize almost immediately afterwards for not <laughs> doing it right. I do and then they just rebranded again and it was like, Oh shoot, sorry, we got it wrong again. And everybody's complaint is like, just stick with Montreal impact. That was fine. Yeah. I don't care if you redo the logo, just there is go a back to the original that, game. Though. I think it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, I mean, no, for, we're an international them. team. We were, we're uh, I think we sort of mentioned it at the beginning. We randomly were in the rumor for Brian Reynolds right back, uh, who's on loan from Roma to some club in Belgium. And yeah, yeah kind of interesting since we have our own uh, right backs at the moment that, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll go somewhere. We don't know. Specifically, Aaron Herrera. Maybe he'll go somewhere. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It seems like a real long shot of a rumor. The Brian yeah. Reynolds stuff. I think so, oh, too. I thought you were talking specifically about Aaron Herrera leaving the uh, long shot. No, I mean, I, I think that, that could happen feels at some like point. A, that feels like a less of a long shot, but like yeah. at this point, I'm like, eh, maybe, I maybe mean, he just doesn't ever leave. We've talked a lot about it a lot on this podcast, but it's, yeah. it's like fairly clear that Aaron Herrera and Pablo Mestrani do not see eye to eye on some things. That was made abundantly clear a few times this season, which I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good to know that that uh, that people, you know, professional players uh, can be critical as well. Yeah. You don't get to see that very often. That's true. No, it's more it's, fun for sure. Yeah, way more fun. Um, let's see a couple of other things. We've got uh, two youth national team players, uh, both from Mexico. The U15s. We have Juan Giovila, maybe. And then for the U-17s, we've got Fernando Delgado, uh, plays for Real Monarchs. So, you is know, he, there we go. Was, is he, like, signed to the Monarchs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So here's yeah, another I mean, one that, like, right at the same time that they signed, like, the four other guys, four or five guys last year. I think he was the one that was rumored to be very close to a first team contract as well. Oh yeah. Okay. I think he's just like the youngest of them. And so probably wasn't going to happen, but yeah. he's apparent. I don't know anything about this stuff, but he's apparently very good. Did we ever, Makes um, sense he's playing we probably didn't mention Mexico this because I don't, I can't remember when it happened, but David Ochoa ended up getting his, uh, Liga oh, Mackey's contract. One. He's, Got signed by uh, Atletico San Luis, uh, if I remember correctly. Former yeah. home of Anderson Julio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Which that's kind of interesting. We got to do the math again because uh, <clears throat> there was some math involved with uh, the deal that Elliot Fall brilliantly worked out <laughs> with uh, training him away to DC United. So at the end of the day, if we add everything up, we got basically less than what teams regularly get for like draft pick yeah. selections. We're close for like to a it. top five draft pick. We got like seventy five thousand in allocation, right? Yeah, in that's general about allocation, what you get which for is, like picks ten through twenty now. Okay, just an absolutely uh, useless amount. That's just good. Garbage. Yeah, and so I guess real bad work all around. <laughs> like if he wanted to return to MLS, we'd get nothing. Uh, so that's uh-huh. cool too. Um, I think uh, that's yeah. also good work. <laughs> yeah. 
Like the only way that this that, that whole thing not to revisit this whole thing again, but we're going to the only let's, way that like Elliot looks good in this is if David Ochoa like never plays a minute for Liga MX and then like five years from now comes crawling back to USL or MLS and tries to play and turns out that he's actually just a bad goalkeeper. Right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, the that's, only that's way that Elliot wins. For Elliot. Yeah, I no, I hope he does well. winning at that point. It'll yeah. just, it'll be completely forgotten at that point, right? And that's yeah, what it'll take for Alien to win, is we all forget about the deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's, like, a, that's, that's, that's the true. lowest amount that we've, like, for a, I don't know this. I'm saying this, and, and we're going to fact check this live time. Oh, we are? That's, I right. think, the lowest amount for any, like, homegrown player that's left the club. Yeah, that was on, on a, a, on a non free agent deal. That was on a first team contract. Yeah. So How much did we get for Brooks? One. Like 150? For who? We got Brooks. No, Brooks, oh, I think it was like 350. Oh, was it really? I, I thought think that we was got cold. like 350 for Brooks. And then I, I think we Corey. got like uh, about that or maybe more for Corey Baird. Uh, we got like 150 we got... in Gam, 150 in Tam for Brooks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was close. How much for Baird? Uh, I feel like it was closer or more. I, I just remember more, more. Uh, a solid 500. Yeah, that's right. Go in just Gam, which is way better. Gam yeah. does have a higher value, annoyingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got we, a million for Salcedo when he transferred out. Yeah. He did roughly. Um, no, notably, uh, though, we had a in was it 2021 Bryce Duke. Uh, joined LAFC, I believe it was. Yes. And we traded $50,000 in, we we received $50,000 in allocation money. Uh, So LAFC had the opportunity to sign him. Uh, He later went to Inter-Miami and now is linked with Atletico Madrid. Oh, cool. (laughs) But he, that one was... He was never signed to the team and traded from the team. Correct. From the team. Yeah. That was, we were given money for the rights to sign him because he yes. apparently didn't want to sign with RSL, which is another story altogether. Yeah. I, another narrative that we could explore if we really want to. But yeah, I mean, it's easy to just say, oh, he didn't want to sign for RSL, but like somebody's got to be asking why, right? I'd like to know yeah. why. <laughs> I would too. Well, let's ask him before he hops on a plane to Spain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is like uh we also learned that noah beck uh had an offer from rsl we learned how did we he was on some random podcast i think yeah and noah beck had received a contract offer from rsl but he his parents wanted him to go to college instead so he he didn't do that i don't even know if he's good at soccer but um he's okay he played i mean he's I think I would say he's better than I expected him to be. He, he's played in a couple of charity matches and a couple. Oh, of, yeah. That's true. I like saw that. Like we've, so we've seen him play soccer in like not at all competitive environments. Sure. And like, he's all right. He's pretty good. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if he would have made a difference as like a professional player, but yeah, I yeah, just I think mean, that's kind of his trajectory is just funny. Cause now he's like incredibly famous online for like, Oh I, yeah. He's I, made I, way more money. Oh Yeah. yeah. Like good for a weirdo TikTok star. Yeah, he is a a weirdo. Did we get? We didn't get anything for Bofo because he left on a free, right? Yeah, 
I don't even okay. remember now. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the players that have signed homegrown contracts that like have left the club and continued playing. Um, and mm. so also not a player who fits your criteria. But if you remember uh, Amar Sadich, I remember um, the name. He was an academy player that uh, Craig Weibel did not want to sign. Apparently, is the yeah. was the word on the street. Uh, was a second round draft pick by Montreal and now is playing or played in Atlanta. He may have ended. Yeah, his that's in Atlanta, right. So he went and he he was trade for a hundred fifty thousand in uh, allocation. So yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, David Ochoa, <laughs> the whole thing sucks. <laughs> Up and down and all around. Real great move. Yeah. I mean, never, it, never not going to be mad about that. I, I don't want to say we're bad at developing players. <laughs> no, you could say that. But uh, we have a mixed record. Let's, let's do one of those like mock trials where like one of us presents evidence for one side <laughs> and the other one presents evidence for the other. And oh. we'll, we'll, we'll come to a decision about whether or not this team is good at developing players. Next I mean, episode, yeah. we could do a policy debate. The thing is, is like you see, you see like what other academies in, in MLS have produced. Um, and yeah, we're, we're not in that upper echelon and yeah. maybe we will be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this next crop of like young American, uh, national team players we got some guys who seem pretty promising but um yeah i don't know like maybe we'll just need jude wellings to not look like he's 12 yeah i think it's probably important um speaking of uh players that ray also like missed out on uh taylor booth was recently named the air Divisie player of the month or yep. must have been november but yeah it was yeah good for him yeah he Isn't scored he some playing for- nice goals FC Utrecht, Utrecht, that's right. Virtue's going to get really mad, but Utrecht? He's going to get so mad. Utrecht? Famously always getting mad at us. Yeah, he's a very mad person, generally. (laughs) Does he listen to this podcast? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Joe, if you listen, let us know. It's fine if you don't. Shout you out every guess if you don't, then you won't hear it. But also, definitely tell us how to pronounce that properly. Utrecht? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I saw, I've been watching highlights of his stuff from, uh, from those goals and looks pretty good. (laughs) And there, I think they're, is is he on loan at at Utrecht? Cause this is his first season in the air division, right? No, he moved on a a permanent deal, but this is his first season. Is that, is that correct? I think so. Uh, Yes, it is. Seemed like he was having trouble finding like consistent time anywhere else. So that's pretty cool that he's one player of the month. It's going to be hard to break in at Bayern, right? Oh, he he was at Bayern even as of this last year. Yeah, yeah, he oh, went on so. to SKN Saint Pulten, mm-hmm. in I don't know that flag. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, let's look it up. He's an interesting player. I don't like. He's one that like I don't know. Depending on his form, could end up in like the national team picture. Uh, if he isn't already, I don't know the last time he played for the national team. Or like what level? Been a Austria. While. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah interesting one. Um, another one like uh, he's kind of probably going to be in the uh, Richie Ledesma style, um, like in that realm of being that close to the picture, I guess, of for the national team. He's kind of fallen out a little bit, but I don't know. January camp for the men's national team is going to be interesting. 
Yes, it will. It is. And that's coming up. It's coming up real quick. And I am I am kind of feverishly into the national team now. You guys don't know. This is like a new new version of me. Yeah. Um okay. World Cup does this to me, but I, you know, there's something about like this team specifically that I just very much love. A lot. So yeah, maybe we'll I'll just start doing uh national team stuff with Miles. You guys would you know, never hear from me ever again. Who knows? Okay. Maybe I'll ha- just, happy. I mean, that. wait, no, that'd be bad. We definitely <laughs> <laughs> You freaking wish. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so shout out to Richie Ledesma also. Hopefully he comes back into the national team. I think he's healthy. So I mean for now. For now. He seems like the Gio Reyna he vein does of seem... player that's just like constantly you're worried about when he's going to break next. Yeah, he really, the Gio stuff is just, it's not good. Anyway, that's I can't remember. Uh, Taylor Booth, uh, yeah, cool. So, so there's uh, news and rumors. <laughs> I, feel, I feel very fulfilled with our news. Is there anything we missed? I think that's I it. I was going to, if you guys want to do the World Cup date, um, I was going to ask, so Trevor, I know obviously I, uh, before you were, you were kind of saying, you don't think you're going to watch too much of the world cup. Has that held true for you? How much world cup did you end up? Have you ended up watching? Um, we um, watched, oh, I was just looking at it. Hang on. I made almost no effort to watch any of the group stage games because most of them were at insane hours. So I'm not going to do that. Um, well, but also like a third were, of them were right. Like I think a third were at 3 a.m for us i think there was they started at well let's do some work here they started during the like before decision day the first two group stage games they had four games a day and i think the first one was at like three or four a.m or something like that Mm -hmm. like a ridiculous time and then the next one was at like six Six. or seven something like that like i'm generally i'm not gonna wake up that early to watch soccer i gave up on that several years ago but also, like, I'm driving to work during those hours, so mm-hmm. oh yeah, can't really do that. And then during the rest of the days, like, I was at work, so got it. during the rest of the games, I mean, I was but at on work the weekend. And, you're not waking up early to watch World Cup. No, um, yeah, like I said, I used to wake up early um, and watch either EPL or Serie A or something like that. Like, I used to wake up at the five o'clock games and watch that, and then go back to bed. And I just. I don't have it in me anymore. I can't wake up super early to watch games. Um, but I think the first Saturday, I'm trying to look at the schedule and I can't see it. The The first Saturday of the games, I think I watched like a couple minutes of something. I didn't really pay attention to much of anything. I did keep track of the USA when they played Wales, but that was yeah either very early or while I was at work. Um, so I was like tracking the score, but not really watching it. Um, I think the England-USA game, um, I did actually have it on for the most part, but I can't like just sit and watch it. Um, so I think I just had the audio playing and that's pretty much what I did for the Iran game as well. Nice, um, yeah. so I just like had my phone in my pocket playing it and I was just listening along. Um, but then the Netherlands game, obviously I watched that whole thing. Um, oh, that's what it was. It was, uh, Saturday was the day that Argentina played Mexico. somebody. Uh, the, the 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 Saturday after Black Friday because the Black Friday was uh, against England and that's then Saturday right. yeah, after yeah, yeah. was the Mexico Argentina. That's right. No, I lied. I did watch the England USA game because that was Black Friday. I was at home. Um, and then 
yeah, I also watched Argentina play Mexico. Um, and I think I watched Argentina play another game. I've got a, I think I've told you guys this before, but I've got a buddy that's Argentine and like every world cup, um, we used to like hang out and be really good friends and, and do all that. But then just like life happened, like he got married mm-hmm. and moved a little bit and I got married and then divorced and moved around. And so like getting together was really hard, but like every world cup we're watching the USA and Argentina games and like texting sure. each other throughout the whole thing. So I was watching the Argentina games. Um, as like as much as I can. Again, I didn't watch all of it. Um, but yeah, yeah that Argentina weekend I watched a, a bunch of World Cup. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, I watched the Netherlands game, and then since then, again, like I've kept track of it, but I haven't really watched it. We did watch. I managed to tune in today for the penalties. Um, just sure. looked at my so phone at the, the right penalties time. were Morocco against Spain. Morocco against Spain. Very yeah, I, very good game. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite zero zero into penalty games I've seen. Yeah. It was awesome. So I didn't watch the game, but I did pull out my phone and like, just check the score. Cause I was like, Oh, the game's probably over. Let's check the score. And I pulled up fought mob and it was like zero zero penalties. And I was like, Oh crap, we got to turn this on. And I turned on YouTube TV and watched just the penalties. Like I came in like <laughs> 10 seconds before he took the first penalty. So timing yeah. was perfect. So I watched those penalties and that was phenomenal. That's was one awesome. of my favorite shootouts like of all time. So the Hakimi um, death death blow <laughs> was just so good. I love Hakimi. I think he's so, like I am Oh man. My favorite one of my favorite like types of players is are just like really dynamic uh attacking fullbacks and I think Hakimi is like he could be he might be the best in the world. Um you think he'd he's want to just, sign for RSL? yes he does uh he's born in spain to moroccan parents um and spain and morocco is just like an interesting dynamic there because it's they're so the countries are so close two different continents but they're like six miles apart or something like that and Um, morocco has two like spanish like owned cities mm -hmm. on that side of the water yeah it's it's wild um so that stuff is all super interesting that stuff is always very fun during the world cup but um yeah awesome awesome performance by morocco and just such a fun game like both teams having just such great chances and then for it to go down to penalties and then for morocco to just to win it like that with hakimi doing a panenka <laughs> and then doing the penguin dance yeah <laughs> it, was, it was awesome um the other game uh we did watch japan and croatia um nice. at, pretty much oh, at work yeah. i was working with a, a guy that is also a big soccer fan and we were on a job that was like not very high stress need to get sure. it done real quick so we were like we both just had it on on our phones and we're just working and watching it and we both stopped and watched the penalties for that one too yeah that was pretty that heartbreaking one, that, one was a shame. that was a real real bummer i mean yeah. that's this is how croatia got through to the uh i guess to the semifinal last time or was it the final did they play france in the final I, I think thought they played France in the final, we, actually. Need to look this up. I was talking to coworkers about this. I thought Croatia got to the consolation game last time, and then they played the final in what would have been 2014? They definitely somebody they played France in what I think was the final. Yeah. Yeah, what's the final? Yeah, they played okay. France in the final. Um but yeah. they got to the consolation game the in 14, then, right? Yeah. Uh, There's actually I, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> 
Um, I, I will say that there's just been a lot of I, I, this has obviously been a weird World Cup. Um, there's been a lot made of Fox's coverage of this World Cup. Yeah, um, it's been pretty poor, <laughs> quite honestly. And it does seem like they're doing some type of weird social experiment with Clint Dempsey. Um, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't know if you guys have caught the same vibe, but it doesn't no, they seem like more. It, the Clint Dempsey uh, being on Fox thing kind of makes it. It kind of seems like they're playing a playing a prank on him. He kind of is. It kind of seems like a make a wish kid type situation. <laughs> and I love Clint Dempsey. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely really terrible him. commentator of 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 the beautiful game. He's funny and I like him, but he's just like clearly like stressed. And it's such a hard job. Like, I don't I don't think I could do it. I just think that it's just it's just funny that they stuck him out there. Like they have a lot of really they didn't need him. And like you see somebody and like. I don't like Alexi Lalas as a person. I don't like his opinions almost any of the time, but like he's a legitimate commentator as yeah. like as terrible as he is. He's like, he's I been think doing he's it for a long time. Yeah. And like he knows how to be. Yeah, exactly. He's done it for a long time. He's got like the cadence down. He's got all of that. It, it's just wild to see him next to Clint Dempsey, who's just like really struggling his way through each segment. But um, so that's been that's been interesting. The you know. Landon Donovan, not a good color commentary guy either. No, no. Um, oh man, it's just it's pretty weird. Um, there's been a lot of that, a lot of that stuff that's been kind of strange. And you think Landon Donovan would have enough to do with San Diego and all of that going on? But. You'd think. And like the other thing is, uh, the Fox coverage feels very disconnected from what's taking place, uh, like in Qatar. Like they're in this studio. Sometimes they'll cut out to like the surroundings around the studio and there might be like a few people walking around. But with other of with other networks coverage of the World Cup, I saw like a, over a million people travel to this World Cup. And I, you don't get a sense of that at all from Fox's coverage. And it's fascinating that like they have failed so dramatically at like providing zero of like some of those atmospheric or like those things that, you know, with fan support that makes the World Cup so special, it like feels completely alien from all of that. And it's very weird. Like I the point of like it doesn't even seem like they needed to have them in Qatar at all because uh, they don't seem to be there at all. Other than like Stu Holden is the only one that's like sometimes he's at the games, but then he's also in the studio. So clearly he's moving around a bit. But it's just it's just weird. So I've been I felt very weird about a lot of that stuff, um, you know, so and then, of course, just Qatar in general. There's a lot of weird stuff there. We haven't seen anything like too dramatic that I've seen. That's like, um, you know, people doing protests or whatever. I mean, there, the stuff, there if, have it, been protests. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. But like, you haven't, I, you know, people were like, oh, you know, there's going to be like arrests and all that stuff. I don't, I don't think we've seen any of that. Um, the stuff I with, think we've it, seen it, some, but it's not like nearly what we were all afraid of what was going to happen yeah i mean not yeah. an unusual number for the world cup certainly right, Maybe right. there's a million number. people in, <laughs> in yeah. town somewhere yeah um that's pretty pretty normal um but yeah so there's been uh you know just kind of the the normal thing with the world cup but i you know i think the games have been very very entertaining for me um the stadiums have been kind of weird because you know there's not a lot of uh natural support in Doha. Qatar has a population that's smaller than Utah's. 
And, um, you know, from what it seems like there've been a lot of people that have been flown in to provide some type of atmosphere and support specifically for the Qatari national you say team. They've been busing in fans. They've been busing them in, uh, Airbus 747. <laughs> and, um, bus does not make 747. yeah. And you know, that's weird. <laughs> And, uh, that's strange, but the games itself, I've been loving, like, this has been an awesome turn tournament. There's been so many like fun upsets. Uh, we talked about the Morocco over Spain one earlier, but like, yeah. you know, Saudi Arabia starting this tournament off by beating Argentina was crazy. Um, Argentina of course has really turned things around since then, but man, that was nuts. And, uh, to see that type of thing early on is always fun. But, um, how do you guys feel about, I'm assuming Matt, you caught the that the uh, U.S. men's national team games. How did you? How have you felt about? How did you feel about their performance overall? I mean, middling. Like, okay. I don't know. Nothing like super special now. Sure. Nothing like terribly deflating. I think it's you know it's been like moderately encouraging for the future though. And yeah. I, I think like given this group making the knockout rounds, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. got a bunch of like 22 year olds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone are the team we fielded against the Netherlands was the is like the youngest team to start in a knockout round since like the 80s. Yeah. Um, and that and this is with 36 year old progress. Yeah. And this is with 36 year old Tim Ream in the lineup as well. Yeah. Trevor, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah. Kind of like Matt, like I wasn't going into this World Cup expecting the US to be blown away or to blow anybody away i should say sure. um i just really i'm stuck on the um like we missed out in 2018 we weren't yeah. there and that was a huge embarrassment and really bad and like the progress from that is really all i was worried about and seeing the change that was like the federation made in the types of players they're calling in who they're <laughs> calling in um and what their goals are and really for me, like through the whole qualification process, it was like, if we qualify for the world cup, that's progress. And that's yeah. not like where we should be. And I agree, we should be a much better soccer nation than that, but we missed the world cup. And once you miss the world cup, especially as a country, like, um, like the U S or like Italy missing the world mm -hmm. cup as well. It's like your goal isn't to go win the world cup. Your goal isn't to make the semifinals. We're not trying back. to recreate yeah. 2002 here. Let's get to the world cup again show that we can do that and then we'll move on. And with this young team that we brought, um, we met the goal, we made it and mm -hmm. we didn't embarrass ourselves. We had yeah. like the second youngest team in the whole tournament. Yeah. And we showed pretty well against one of the favorites in England and we beat Iran who we should have beat. Um, Who's a good side though. Like the, the majority yeah, of their players are playing in top leagues across the, across the world. Yeah, so like we we showed pretty well. Getting yeah. out of the group is really incredible for having such a young team, um, and it really does bode well for the future. Like, like I said, I, I was excited about getting to the World Cup, and I'm happy that we got to the World Cup. Um, but 2026 is like that's where we're setting the sights. Like that's going to be that's the next that. time that we yeah. can be like we're going to do really well. And it's no this, longer make it out of the group. We're we're like really trying to make do some damage. Yeah, we're going to be like the host nation. So we've got that whole thing going for us. We're also going to have all of these kids that went to the World Cup this time are going to be hopefully still playing for top European teams. 
but they're also going to have gone through a qualification cycle. Um, so they're not going to have to learn on the job there. And we're also going to have to yeah. have been to a world cup. So again, they're not learning on the job there. And that is going to be huge. I think in four years and, yeah, and in eight I, years and maybe in 12 years. Agreed. And I think what's interesting is like, you know, the, the, this preferred starting 11 minus maybe the, the nine, I guess, since that really hasn't been solidified at all. Um, I think probably Sargent did better than anyone else to, to really solidify himself, I guess. But starting 11 is specifically the really what I think is impressive midfield with uh, Tyler Adams, uh, West McKinney and Eunice Musa. Like we have not gotten almost any time with those with those guys together that like that's almost that's been a pretty recent development of those three guys playing together and playing really well together as and and like you know there were so many different times in like uh the summer tournaments or in qualifying where we had some of those guys not healthy and we kind of got pretty lucky aside other than Gio Reyna I think where we had pretty much everyone at full strength um you know we we brought in Tim Ream who ended up being uh who I thought was fantastic instead of Miles Robinson who got hurt in the lead up to the World Cup um but yeah, like it was cool to see like almost everyone fully healthy. Um, but yeah, there was some like youthful exuberance and maybe naivete with like our fitness almost like you could tell that uh, with the first game that we played, we were pretty gassed against Wales after 45 minutes. Um, but it was it, it was I I had such a fun time watching these these guys like I, I was so impressed with like the age really just can't can't be. I think uh, overemphasized because it really is nuts how young these guys are, how little experience they've all had together. I mean, Christian Pulisic's essentially uh, the veteran of the team. He and DeAndre Yedlin, like Christian Pulisic was the only one on that 2018 who 2018 team who failed to qualify. Um, And then of course, Tim Ream coming in. It's funny. Like I was, I was talking to my mom about this, but like, you know, all these players came with their, their families. They might have a girlfriend that came with too, but Tim Ream, you know, his wife and three kids yeah. <laughs> came with him too. And he's just like at an entirely like different stage of life and like was just ready for the moment and got the call when it came, when basically it, what it came down to was Aaron long embarrassing himself uh, in some of the lead up games. And then that was, that was basically it. So um, yeah, I was, you know, the England game I thought was really, was really cool. I, I thought we played extraordinarily well that game. Um, there were, and I thought we played really well against Iran. Um, and I was, you know, disappointed at times in the Wales match. But uh, I, the conversation around Greg Berhalter is one that's really interesting to me. Um, because I, you know, there's a, I, I, there's a bunch of different arguments that I can see either way. And I think there were a lot of strong opinions about Greg Berhalter, obviously. Inevitably, um, right? Yeah. And what I honestly... With what I with his tournament performance as someone who's has not really ever been a Burr, a Burr Halter fan, I thought he basically that he he made the correct selections and essentially set the team up for in every game to to achieve the our optimal success. I like I, I firmly believe that, which I wouldn't have expected going into this tournament because especially prior to the player selections, and maybe there's some like quibbling on the on the peripheries there, but I don't think, you know, I don't think Pepe would have came, came in and won the game against the Netherlands for us or Jordan. No. Like that just no. wasn't I mean, going to happen. He's barely playing right now. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he's doing decently well in their divisi, but it's like, 
all these guys, it kind of feels like a wash to me. But what do you guys think about Burhalter? Because I, I I'm sympathetic to the argument that like you should just be rotating, you know, coaches because you know a, a fresh set of eyes can maybe change some stuff. But I I don't know. I don't I don't know who's out there that's available that would that would be better than him right now. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you guys think well, you guys have strong opinions either way? I no. <laughs> I, have, I have a very strong neutral opinion. Um, <laughs> I'm just like. Perfect. Ever since Burhalter was hired, like it feels like there's been people that have just like hated the hiring of Burhalter and just want to that to be right and to be justified. Like from day one, people that just hated Burhalter it, thought it was it's a, the an MLS versus hire. Euro snob kind of thing. It's like the classic yeah, American soccer argument where it's like, are we failing? Yeah. Are we not doing well enough because we call up too many MLS guys? Greg represents, you know, an MLS guy. Yeah, he's an MLS guy, and he's you know, it was kind of overshadowed as well with his brother being like the CFO, I think of MLS or excuse me, of us soccer when he got the job. Yeah. I don't yeah. love that look. Yeah. I didn't weird. love it either. And like, that's a fair criticism. Like don't hire the brother of one of the guys that's running the show. It's mm-hmm. a criticism and, of the process. Right. But not of, yeah, sure, not of Greg. Sure. But at the end of the day, like coaches are judged on results and how they get teams to play. And like, Given the situation that Greg Berhalter like stepped into, I think he did a phenomenal job at the end of the day. Was he the best person that we could have possibly hired? Probably not. Was is he the best person to lead us forward? I I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he did the job. And I think that should absolutely be like there's no debate there, right? Yeah, he's done he the job. The won, team. won the Nations League and the Gold Cup against two competitive Mexico sides, embarrassed Mexico twice. Yeah. <laughs> in he, in the span of a year. He embarrassed Mexico, our biggest rival, for almost the entire time he was the coach. He won the tournaments that he should have won. Um we got through qualifying. It wasn't pretty at all times, but when it is qualifying is. pretty? <laughs> like Qualifying is just an end game. It's a pass fail. If you qualify, you pass. And if you don't, you fail. And he passed. And that's really as far, I feel like, as you should dig into the qualification process. Mm -hmm. It all starts over again with the World Cup. And once we got to the World Cup, just like you said, I think he did his job. He set the team up to succeed. And you can argue and quibble about like some player selections and some, um, you know, like whether P Fox should have come along or whether Pepe should have come along. But like at the end of the day, Every single World Cup cycle, there's always two or three players that somebody thinks should have been brought along that should have made a difference or that could have made a difference. And yeah. That's no different this time. And that's not a, a thing that's unique to Bearhalter being the coach. That's right. every not single unique, World Cup. Not unique to the US either, right? No, it, exactly. So, like, to say, like, oh, PFOC would have made a difference. Bearhalter's a bad coach. Like, that's silly. That's, again, just going back to like people made a decision four years ago that they just want to be right about and they're just trying to find anything that they can at the end of the day if you look at the results it's really hard to argue against if Berhalter's been a good coach for the U.S. for the last four years I think he's been a pretty decent coach yeah I think that we're definitely like at the point where if we wanted to go out on the international market and get a much better coach we probably could I I have no idea who that is but we're set up to do that and to succeed we've got a good base established and if a better coach wants to come in and try some new stuff and make us a better team for the next cycle yeah i 
I'd be okay with that. I think there is a lot to the argument that you do only get, or you should only get like one cycle as a, as a national team coach, maybe two cycles. Um, I think there's arguments for and against that, but generally yeah. speaking, I, they asked Burhalter about it and I, he's not going to give an answer right away, obviously. But, um, the vibe that I got was that he thinks his time is just about up with us soccer mm-hmm. and maybe he's going to move on to where, to where I have no idea. And, but, uh, RSL, <laughs> would you take him at RSL? <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. Cool. But nice. that's, that's not so much Burhalter speaking as Pablo, but we don't, we don't need to get into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, he, it's he fascinating. I think he did a phenomenal job. And I think if he wanted to be the coach for the next four years, he's earned it. There's no yeah. reason that we like need to get rid of Burhalter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I mean, you mentioned like failing to qualify for the world cup. That wasn't just like, you know, we had a team like that was a complete like changing of the chapter. Like we started over after that. Oh yeah. Not only From did scratch. we fail to qualify for the world cup, we, uh, that was, that was the closing page for a big chunk of the player pool like that was the end i think it's deandre and christian are the only two players well and tim ream i guess are the only three players that were even in the national team picture at the time christian was only one on the team at the time uh or he was he was he was the only one that played in that game um where we lost or where uh that where everything went against us and we lost but even Um, like the rest of that roster there's a bunch of those guys that aren't like aged out there's some that like definitely yeah. are and there's I mean, a bunch Josie of like really Josie's not ten, he hasn't aged out technically he's like 32 no. he's just um, 32 something like that he's younger than than wow. you think um because he's yeah, been around for so long but yeah but there it was is a bunch of players that just straight up didn't ever get called in for anything like ever yeah so that's like you know i i, I see of course like fabian johnson's name in years yeah and timmy chandler like yeah you the goal forever the goal can't be make it out of the group forever obviously um and you know i could see why people might think you know we look at this team and we say okay we accomplished the exact same thing we accomplished under jürgen klinsman in 2014 um and while that's true i think it's literally just the age thing where there's so much more upside with these players. Like we didn't know who Eunice Musa was when this team failed to qualify last time. Like every, every player that was on the 2018 roster had been around for such a long time. Um, other than Christian Pulisic. Uh, and now we've got a team where, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who's in the mix. Uh, there might be another guy that we don't talk about right now or haven't heard of really that might be in the mix and make a big difference uh, next next time around. Like it's, for example, like Balogun seems to be leaning to the United States uh, pretty significantly. And maybe he's starting striker in a few years. Um, it's hard to say. I think it's I, I have nothing but positive feelings about this World Cup. I, I think there's, you know, some missed opportunities just because I think that we are capable of a lot. Um, like, for example, against the Netherlands, Tyler Adams kind of just like fell asleep on their first goal. And then it, it was kind of all downhill from there. And Tyler Adams had an exceptional world cup. I think Tyler Adams is like top 10, uh, holding midfielders in the world, honestly, like based yeah. on what we've seen from this tournament, like I, you know, there, especially for the system that he plays in, there are some guys that are at the top of that list that are solidified there, but it's like, I, 
you know, I was, I, I had, I was having this conversation with my friends that just that during that first game against Wales. And my friend was like, yeah, he's like one of the best. And I, and I didn't really think about that for very long, but then I was like, man, I think he's abs- actually right. Like Tyler Adams is just a phenomenal player. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with West McKinney is like, you know, if Juventus end up getting <laughs> relegated, <laughs> relegated again, <laughs> um, well, I love yeah, that for them. it's crazy. It's, I mean, that whole thing, I've got a lot of opinions on that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I've only it's got just one. Well, <laughs> what is your opinion? <laughs> Good for them. Happy to hear it. What's crazy is like you, you're I think we're seeing Zito was tweeting about this, but I think this is a good example of what we're seeing of like teams. Juventus, of course, long history of this kind of thing, but like teams trying to compete with like the nation state teams, you know, like when there's this much money in, in global football, like, uh, you know, teams being owned by sultans or whatever. Uh, yeah, you're, you're bound to see this type of thing which are, with to try to get other clubs to compete with that kind of money. So um, anyway, but yeah, I don't know. I just I feel very positive about it. I think um, it's it's I think we we lack some depth of the full starting 11. We have some depth in a couple of positions, but I think that, you know, by that Netherlands game, the Netherlands game, it was pretty clear that we were gassed. And I think that was a direct result of just like not having a very deep uh, team. Um, relatively i guess but yeah anyway i think it's been a really fun world cup i uh i just love i love i love the world cup so much it's just my favorite thing it's so good and like i know it's yeah anyway i'm excited for the next one and i'm hoping that i don't spend my entire life savings trying to go to two games or whatever yeah yeah fun yeah, I'd be interested to see if they uh, if they give all three countries an automatic berth. I, I mean, I think all three countries would uh, um, qualify. I, will, I think we should also mention Concacaf. Not a great showing from Concacaf at this World Cup no. overall. No, uh, Coast, but- Coast, well, I mean, Costa Rica really put up a fight there, uh, and so did In a couple games, right? But not, yeah, so not did Mexico. Um, there was some f- crazy stuff that took place in a few different few different games like where mexico for a few minutes there was about to be eliminated based on yellow cards um that was pretty so wild beautiful yes that would have been beautiful they you know same Not circumstance I hate the mexican team but because i love weird like, tiebreakers <laughs> that event happening not because it would happen in mexico but just that happening at all would have been yeah. incredible. Incredible. it would have been so and there was awesome. like two or three groups i think were like we were watching the tiebreakers real close. Yeah. So Costa Rica was in the other really close tiebreaker yeah. group there for a minute. So um, Mexico, in, in, in their group, they had Poland, Saudi Arabia, and Argentina, which is a pretty tough group. Um, ended up being Poland and Argentina that got out of that group. Uh, but the other one was the Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Spain, Germany, and Japan. Very tough group. Uh, started out really weird though, with Costa Rica getting just absolutely spanked by Spain. I think it was seven zero or something like that. Like it was six zero seven zero something. Just like complete that. demolishing, and it was you were like, oh, this is going to be a rough tournament for, uh, for Costa Rica. But they turned things around, and through like a weird series of events with like Germany losing to Japan, Costa Rica did Co- Costa Rica beat Japan? Yeah, yeah. they beat them one zero. 
Japan beat Spain and Germany, right? But yeah, and Costa Rica beat Japan <laughs> or something. Yeah. So uh, basically on the last day, it, there was a moment there where it was going to be Japan and Costa Rica that were going through Spain and Germany being knocked out of the World Cup. Oh, Things so settled good. a bit with Germany, you know, taking it to Costa Rica, scoring some goals that they, you know, deserved. But uh, so Costa Rica got knocked out in somewhat dramatic fashion, but Germany also got knocked out. <laughs> Uh, and which is just, I mean, you just see how like fickle these things can be. And I think it it does show like kind of how impressive again, this young team for the United States is because like getting out of the group isn't, it's never like really a given even for these historically, uh, you know, these teams that have won the world cup, but yeah, anyway, so those groups were, were pretty wild. It was in Canada probably had Canada easily had the most disappointing showing of any of the CONCACAF teams. They, they were the first to be eliminated. They were one of the first after Qatar. I think they were the second team yeah. to be eliminated from the world cup. Um, lost their first two games after playing really well against Belgium and then uh, just really collapsing. And it was pretty, pretty sad to see after they had like a really good qualifying cycle. Um, but as I mentioned on Twitter, apparently like the field conditions at Tim Horton's field in January don't uh, translate to Qatar. So it's Who too bad that? for them. Unlucky. I know. No, anyway. I shouldn't be mean to Canada because like. Because they're so nice as a nation or. No, no I, I feel, I, I feel pretty. They were so cocky after after that qualifying cycle. Their oh, fans true. online. Yeah, I, no, I for somehow sure. found found their fans online and I was like, wow, you guys are annoying. <laughs> I, mean, I was they, like, you Canada had the sword, right? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know, I kind of wanted um, to say act like on. you've been here before, but they hadn't. So Yeah. Um that's that's the part play, that I feel I bad about getting mad at Canada for because like they hadn't been to the World Cup since like the eighties, was it? I don't even, I don't know, honestly. They've, have they they've played been in the World, World Cup in a very long time. So there's part of me that's just like, good for you. Happy that you're here. Like, you're clearly going to get spanked because you have no idea what you're doing. And you've really only got like one or two players that are like World Cup level quality. And the yeah. rest are just like not terrible players, but like clearly like you're not going to win a whole lot of games with the World Cup. Sorry about yeah. it. But so I feel a little bad dogging on Canada for that, but yeah, Canada kind of deserved, kind of earned it as soon as their coach came out and was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna just beat the crap out of Croatia." Like, okay, dude, you're not uh, though. Nineteen eighty, you got to know that. The only other time it didn't enter in sixty-two and sixty-six, though, as well as between thirty and fifty-four. Wait, when was it that they were last in? Eighty-six. Okay. In Mexico. By the way, I want to, um, since we mentioned Croatia, Croatia did not get to the consolation game. And they played the final in the last one. They did yeah. not get to the consolation game. And then in the 20, what was it, 2010, they didn't even qualify. So I'm just out of my mind. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> they I wanted like, maybe there was a good force. Euro year in there and that they played well. Uh, I don't maybe. Know. That could be what's confusing me. Yeah. What confuses I don't know. me. Anyway, yeah. yeah, if your coach comes out and is like, don't worry about it. We lost to Belgium, but we're going to come back and beat the crap out of Croatia. Like, you're no, not, though. I forgot about that. Yeah. Canada's coach uh, made some comments that upset the entire country of Croatia. And, I, you know, they didn't need 
the motivation of Canada's coach talking trash in order to beat Canada. But boy, did they uh, both beat them and be like, ha ha. <laughs> so nice try, buddy. Yeah. See you again in 20 years, 30 years when you make Something the World like Cup that. again. So yeah, no, uh, overall, next, been a Farm World Cup. I, my picks have been... Uh, I, I, I did pretty well for a while. Stopped stopped doing as well. Um, But we got a lot of good games coming up. France and England is this week. Uh, That should be very interesting. Um, We had a lot of good photo ops coming out of the previous France game where Olivier Giroud beat the Thierry Henry's scoring record. And he and Mbappe had like just the very beautiful embrace. (laughs) England (laughs) had Jordan Henderson and Jude Bellingham having a similar intimate moment. yeah, just really good stuff all around. Love to see that. And uh, I really enjoy, I mean, Brazil just completely uh, just dismantled. Who, wait, who do they even play? I can't even remember now. Was, they, you talking about the group or the round no, of 16? The, the round of 16. Korea, South Korea. Oh, yeah, South Korea. Uh, that that was, <laughs> that was fun to watch. Uh, that was really fun to watch. And then... Portugal had a similar dismantling of uh, of Switzerland today, um, and the, we we got the we got the rematch of uh, Switzerland and Serbia, which was very fun uh, and pretty violent, <laughs> which I think was as expected with a, with a few different uh, Albanians on the uh, on the Swiss squad. But yeah, pretty 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 good stories, good storylines with this World Cup. Having having a blast. I still think yeah. it's going to be France and Brazil in the final with Brazil winning. I think this is Brazil's Ooh, year. Okay. And and like I think they're doing it. They're going to have superpowers because Pele is kind of at like the last legs of his life. So and they took him off of chemo, I believe. So, yeah. Anyway. I'm really just excited for a Brazil-Argentina semifinal matchup. Oh, man. Me too. That's Amazing. what I'm rooting for. And uh, just for like messy purposes and my friend purposes, I hope Argentina wins. Yeah, that's I'm, fair. That's I'm, my storyline that I'm chasing and hoping to like speak into existence. I'd Very rather kind of watch you. Brazil, but I wouldn't be sad if uh, Argentina won. I kind of yeah. I love the narrative of Messi never winning a World Cup. <laughs> you you love it? I love I don't, it. Like, I don't I think it's love beautiful. it, but I think it. I think it. It's a good story. It'd be fun if yeah. the greatest player to ever play the game never won a World Cup. Yeah. My reason that I, I need him to win a World Cup or want him to win a World Cup Did you put a is just so it? we No, it's just so we don't have the conversation. Because no. we're gonna have the conversation in twenty if he never wins a World Cup for the rest of forever, the conversation is gonna be, well, how can he be the greatest if he never won a World Cup? And it's gonna be the thing that like when some new kid is the best player in the world. And us old people are like, well, you guys never saw Messi play. And trust me, he was better than this kid. And everybody's going to be like, well, Messi never won the World Cup. Yeah. I just don't want that argument to ever like come up because <laughs> Be I thing. hate that stuff. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, but we still talk about Dennis Bergkamp and he never won a World Cup. <laughs> we do. And he's <laughs> still the greatest. We're always talking about Dennis Bergkamp. I watched Speaking a bunch of-, of highlights the other day. Speaking of Dennis Bergkamp, wasn't the um, that goal was the last time that Netherlands played Argentina in the World Cup? Mm. It might have been. That might have been why I referenced it or saw it online. 
I don't remember if it's that was incredible the bird, goal one of the Bergkamp goals. It was a really good goal. I just can't remember if that was Bergkamp. But there was yeah, a Bergkamp because I I know I saw a tweet about it. There was a Bergkamp goal in the World Cup that mm-hmm. was like one of his incredible goals, and it came against Argentina. And like that was the last time the Netherlands played Argentina. That's why somebody brought it up. They were like, "This matchup Knockout. hasn't happened in the knockout rounds of the World Cup for so long." This was the last time it happened, and they played whatever goal it was. I can't remember which. Yeah, one, uh, they played together. His... They played in 2006 and 2014. In the there knockout were no rounds? goals in uh, not knockout rounds. Okay. Uh, oh no, 2014 was because oh, okay. it did go to penalties in Argentina one, but no goals neither. So oh, okay. yeah, 98 Argentina one, Holland two, Bergkamp scored in the 89th minute. Okay. Nice. Well, then somebody lied on Twitter, which we're going to have to hunt them down and find out Wow, just exactly who they think they are. Since our last episode, Twitter has radically changed. Twitter's going, right. through, going through it right now, isn't it? Yeah, it just works really well constantly. This is the best yeah. it's ever worked. I think it's that. So here's think, a little yeah. hack for you. TweetDeck still works pretty well, weirdly. Nice. I have no idea why. That's my uh, third-party app that I also use. It hasn't really. That's not true. It struggled with a couple of things. Like every now and then, it won't send tweets. <laughs> oh no, no big. I sent. I sent no. I sent a tweet but like the other day, and I don't remember what it was. It's not important. But I sent a tweet, and I thought it would be like a tweet that people would respond to. Um, and nobody did for like two hours. And I sent it. I think while I was at work. And so I checked like two hours later and like nothing happened. I was like, what? Maybe, maybe it just didn't land. That's fine. That happens with tweets. But I checked and it just never like actually posted. Oh, there we go. And I was like, ah, the moment's gone. Indicated. I'm not resending this, whatever. Oh, yeah. What was it? I don't remember. It was something about <laughs> something. I think it was just a stupid controversial take on the World Cup or something like that. I don't remember. Mm, the World It was Cup not anything like actually. important at all. No. It had to do with, there was a picture that I found and downloaded and I was was gonna say something about the picture and i don't remember mm. all right that's fine now but i'm yeah, looking through my phone anyway. to see if i can find the picture that i was gonna yeah see it's, it's been fun memory. i'm having fun i just love i love soccer it's a fun game also yes, you know there's there's inevitably with every world cup when there's a lot of people watching it you get the takes that are like oh the sport's boring or whatever um they've been so much worse this time haven't they that's kind of what i was thinking i don't know if it's just because there are more i mean it's more popular now than it was i don't know if that's true i think that's true in the u.s like i think that is fair to say well and okay so to go back to the fox coverage i'm gonna just blame them for all of that because their coverage has been so like elementary about everything and they've just basically been like talking about the world cup as though we are still in 1996 about like, I don't know if they did this, but I'm, I feel pretty confident in saying that they probably had a, what if our best athletes played soccer segment? <sighs> they had uh, a worse one on Twitter. Do you, yeah. you want to know what it was? Did you see was that? It the, the Gatorade one? It was, uh, they interviewed was a bunch of, uh, they interviewed a bunch of dads of daughters oh. and said who on that, on this team, would you feel comfortable with your daughter dating? Well, it's oh, not even feel comfortable. No. Would you or, let your daughter date? Sorry, would you? Oh, I boy. didn't watch. The, I just saw that. 
how they worded it. I was like, oh, yeah, no, just that's horrendous. awful. Like, what are we doing here? They just constantly have been like also doing the like, like especially in the lead up to the England USA game. It was just every advertisement was like, it's football. No, it's soccer. It's football. No, and it's like, I don't care. That conversation, that argument is so about boring, that so man. much. Yeah. That honestly might be my least favorite thing about American soccer is like that where it's like, it's literally, it's just both. Like we yeah. have players on our team who have spent almost their entire lives, not in the United States. So like, just shut up. <laughs> Like, like, are you really going to get mad at Eunice Musa for calling it football? Are you going to get mad at Jedi Robinson for calling it football? I don't you think I really like, shouldn't. Noticed, paid attention to, cared about whether people call it football or soccer since I was like 18 years old. I like, it, literally. It's just such it's, not a thing. I know. And it, made, it was so infuriating that people. And again, that was a conversation that I saw on Twitter a whole bunch from a whole bunch of people that just like don't really watch soccer. And I get that those people come out of the woodwork every four years for the world cup because it's just so all encompassing of media all over the place. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you can avoid it. And so people feel like they have to give opinions on it, which is fine because that's the internet and I get it. But so many people were just giving the same dumb things that I I honestly thought we were over. Like we had gotten past the soccer football thing and the what if our best athletes played so like i had a coworker that was like can you imagine if lebron james grew up playing soccer and it's like i i got so sick of that conversation like 10 years ago i'm I, not going to entertain it sorry dude it is like the weirdest conversation too because they're like when you watch when you watch the united states play against the netherlands were you thinking wow the difference maker here would be like a 69 power forward or something like <laughs> Is that like, are you, is that, is that something that you genuinely believe while watching a game of soccer? Like, what do you think separates a team like the United States from a team like the Netherlands? Was it really the athleticism or size? Was that actually it? I I think think that conversation is the dumbest thing ever because it's like, (laughs) it's so dumb. I hate it. I, I, it's that. What if. What if, man? What if LeBron played soccer? Oh, can you imagine? He what probably Tyree- broken his leg early on and retired. And I mean, you look—he yeah, probably uh, would have really bad knees. Like that's—that's yeah. that's the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's like? It, it reminds me of uh, of like when people talk about swimmers, and and I and I or like there's certain types of people like physiques that. Um, are advantageous for certain sports, right? So like I yeah. saw somebody on, I saw this video of this guy on like, I think it was TikTok or something, but he was, he was talking like people always ask, like, he's like, I, I spent my high school and college years. I was a, I was a high school swimmer. I was a college swimmer. And like, this is my body and I lift now. People say, oh, it, it, did you get like, right? that physique that you have, is that from swimming? Like, should I, like, what should my swimming routine be? He said, no, I was a swimmer because I have this physique. I don't have this physique because I was a swimmer. Oh, like there's a lot of stuff that's like, you know, it's just because somebody like you, people's bodies are like built a lot, like very differently from each other. And just because somebody is really good at one sport doesn't make them like, oh my goodness, if, if Donovan Mitchell only played soccer, like it's just, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. just so dumb. Yeah. It's because we point to the sports that we're amazing at here versus the rest of the world and think that, oh, that's the reason why we're not the best in the world at soccer is because our best athletes aren't playing that, that sport. And that's just, 
it's just not true. Really silly. Yeah. How how tall is Donovan Mitchell? Six. He six. is generously six one. Okay. Really? <laughs> he's he's, he, he's listed as six three in a lot here, of places. Right? He's he's listed as six three in a lot of places. As someone who stand who's been next to him, he is he is about my height. Okay. <laughs> Wikipedia has his height as six foot one. Yeah, that's okay. sometimes you'll see it listed as six three, and you're like, I'm like, all right. Okay, so like that's, that's a uh, height that can work in soccer. But LeBron yeah. James is six nine. Oh, totally. Which would make him. I mean, like, how tall is Peter Crouch? Is he? Yeah, six, I guess six? LeBron. I guess Donovan's a bad example, but it's like, you know, <laughs> this type Peter. Couch. But like Donovan, well, he is he is a good <laughs> example. Like the, Donovan's arms, for example, he has very long arms that allow him that that essentially make up for oh, the yeah. fact that he's only six one, and so. Like, that's not something you can just, like, teach somebody. Like, you know, it's it's not – if he would have played soccer, he would have been wasting those long arms unless he was a goalkeeper, which he could have been. What if our best basketball players were goalkeepers? <laughs> that's the one I see about LeBron is, like, what if he was the goalkeeper? I was like, okay, come on, man. We, we've already had, like, near-world-class, like, top-tier goalkeepers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, we had, for, like, three World Cups in a row, like, Top three goalkeeper in the world. Like people, on the team. a long time. Like, that was people said that was the only position we developed well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, yes, they've all turned into like bottom tier commentators. But yeah, what's Tim Howard existed? Is that what Tim he's Howard doing? Occasionally does EPL yeah. stuff on whatever channel they do. Oh, you know who's a terrible commentator? Casey Keller. Oh, he's yeah. awful. Yeah. I, I saw a clip of him on ESPN FC after one of those games. I was like. I was like, is this really, <laughs> I, I did not like anything that he was saying. I didn't like how he was saying it. I was, I don't think I've heard him talk for a while, I guess, but I was like, whoa. Yeah. He's been um, like Seattle's like color guy for several years. I think since he retired, he sounded like a color guy that was like pretending to do analysis. And I was like, this is very strange. And he's very yeah. polarizing from what I understand. He also misses like mispronounced like a bunch of the players names on the team. I was like, oh, weird. Like an American or English commentator oh, definitely like an englishman well and like well even for names. uh like Clutching mispronouncing roles people that say uh pulisic or whatever yeah like it's he's been like that was one of the like really clear ones where he was like yeah no i'm not croatian i'm croatian but i want my name pronounced like the american way yeah um so that was like day one yeah that was, that was pretty <laughs> early i was like if i know that you should you should know that like i'm not yeah. i'm not that dialed in but whatever yeah, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, we're, it's only their job. Uh, we we honestly, we need to be improving more in the commentary, uh, like production game than we do right now. Oh and man! Speaking of like, sending Landon Donovan to these games, like, why don't we send Brian Dunseth? I I got to be honest, like hundred percent. That's not homery at all. Yeah. Like the fact that Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey are on there and not Brian Dunseth, I'm like, it's literally they're just putting a name on there. Like these are World yeah. Cup heroes. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you're putting them on there again, not to no, definitely because we're going to dog on Fox, but like that's Fox MO. Like they're not interested in like truly good, like commentary or like desk guys. They just want like names and personalities and like Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan are names and personalities. That's what Alexi Lawless is there for. He's a name and a personality. Like, yeah, they're not getting people like they definitely have some people that do Fox games that are like good commentators and good analysts. 
Yeah, like, I they, think they, Stu they and John into those guys. I, like, I don't like Stu, but like I get it. Stu, he he does fine. I like Stu My, more than I like John. I John's voice sometimes just really gets to me. <laughs> John, John and Stu both have like individual things that like are just things that they do that really bug me. And for John, it's like at halftime, he'll very calmly say, um, or I think it's at the beginning of the second half. Anyway, at some point he'll say 45 minutes down, 45 minutes to go. go. And he always like, gets really excited for the second half of that sentence. Yeah. He yells at like really weird times and I don't like his goal calls. I, uh, (laughs) this is just like a funny complaining session. I I think (laughs) Stu, there's a really funny video of Stu talking about, uh, he mentions that Brazil thumped, uh, South Korea, but, uh, (laughs) the video does not sound like he says thumped. He basically just, it's one of those things where you just hear what you the word you're thinking of it's really funny it sounded um, like you said the f word that's what yeah. Kyle's alluding to. <laughs> yeah uh, it was really funny just like right on the broadcast <laughs> but no, um, Stu does this thing where like he's like the color guy so he's supposed to step in and like add sure. a little bit of color and it seems like he always goes just like two beats longer than he should mm. like he'll be analyzing something and say something and then something starts happening in the game but he doesn't like hasn't finished his point and he still yeah. needs to finish his point. So the play-by-play guy starts taking over. Yeah. And like talking over Stu as he's finishing his point. Because yeah. something's about to happen. They're about to take a shot. And we need to know what's going on. But Stu's just making his point. I'm not gonna stop. I, I have noticed it does feel like the the comment. Like I know they're at the games. But it does sort of feel like they're kind of not there. I don't know what yeah. the deal is with that. But maybe that's exactly what you're talking about. Uh, is that thing. But. No. You but know. Anyway. At the end of the day, I really hate that Fox has the World Cup, and I can't wait until Fox doesn't have the World Cup because they're is that like ever going to be a thing? Rash. I don't they're even know. So when. bad at it. Do we know who has the World Cup meteorites for twenty twenty six? Probably has Fox that even account. been like sold yet? Probably. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Um, to keep World knows. Cup on Fox Telemundo through twenty twenty six. Great. Yeah. Really we need to that. develop our own Peter Drury. Is what we need. We need to develop our own several British commentators. Yeah. What if they were didn't have a British accent? Would that be okay? That'd be absolutely. Is uh that'd be preferred is, to be honest. Is John Strong is he thought of as the best American commentator? I think so. Oh boy, we got a long ways to go. That's what Pete. Not enough people are talking about this. They're talking <laughs> about like the spit, like some of the stuff around Fox in general, but. We need to we need to talk about like our our academies for Amer- American soccer commentary. We got to figure that mm. out. John Strong, guess his age. Thirty-seven. Forty-three. He's thirty-seven years old. He's thirty-seven. Oh, what a good guess. guess. That is wild guess, but he look seems older than that. But whatever. I thought he'd been around a lot longer than that. Oh, we also got uh, JP Della Camera. A lot oh of yeah, that's say he's the best. Fair. All right. Okay. Well, that's. That's just not true. Honestly, I've liked Kobe Jones more than I expected to in this role. I I, hate when he does LA Galaxy games. I hate his his Galaxy commentary, but I actually thought I've been thinking he's been better than I. Oh, he's he's not good, but like he's he's so bad. He's been better than I expected compared to how most Galaxy games are. That's that's fair. I've watched a lot of Galaxy dudes that have a job because they're a name and personality on Fox. He's he's really pulling his heart good. out there. Um, oh, and Moadu is hanging out there too. I forgot about him. Moadu's pretty in, like he's yeah, fine. Kind of he, he's a person that like 
he's been on the desk before and he seems comfortable and he actually talks about the game in like yeah real words rather than just like generalities like he can actually like break down a game and tell you what's happening and i appreciate that i don't think he's the best or the greatest at it but i appreciate he does what you expect a desk guy to do yeah yeah um anyway i can't believe john strong's 37 um someday i'm gonna look back on my life and say what was i doing at 37 and that takes us to are, are we good with the world cup date yes all right that takes us to the best rsl tweet of the last three weeks Oh, uh, I'm just on, up. hold on it, it's in the doc i'll i'll yeah. even highlight it so you can oh find my it my lord alt tab to the doc come on you got it or it's coming oh <laughs> and that's uh that's this tweet it's a link to the, an article about axel k and it's what were you doing at 14 years old <laughs> comment this this is one of the ones i was gonna have some fun with and then i was like no that's what's not because we all know the jokes <laughs> yeah the jokes write themselves they they do Wow. I was going to give a serious answer to it. And then I was like, it's not a funny tweet. And then I was going to make a joke answer. And then I was like, yeah, it's also like, we all already made that joke. I don't need to make the joke. Yeah. We all got uh, there at the exact same time. Yeah. Miles made the joke in a, a great way. And then uh, Aiden from, it's the on Royal Riot. Yeah. Uh, did a pretty good job of making it too. So <laughs> thank you for all those who participated. Yeah. There you go. There's a tweet of the month. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, so here's at least a conversation that I think is worth having. Uh, and that's what at, right now. What's the deal with? No, sorry. Go ahead. Airline peanuts. Um, yeah. What Real Salt Lake players on the roster now, or potentially at Real Monarchs? But let's. Let's exclude anyone at the academy. Uh, do you think has a, a, even a shot in making the 2026 roster for the U.S., presuming they make the World Cup? I think there's one who's very obvious. Wait, for the U.S. specifically? For the U.S. Okay. There's one player that it can be, in my opinion. <laughs> there's only one. It's Diego Luna. Yeah, Forever. I think that's, that's, that's a good answer. show. It, it's literally, I mean, he's on the radar of a lot of people outside of Real Salt Lake who saw him do really well in the U-20, yeah. uh, whatever, World Cup. It wasn't the World Cup. It was the U-20. We, they, I think the U-20 World Cup is, I can't, was that Olympic oh, I qualifying? I can't remember. Um, I don't I can't remember. I don't know what, what he was playing uh, in. 2023 is when it takes place. Yeah. So the U-20 what World Cup is next year. He was in like last year. Uh. I don't know what that was. Concacaf U twenties. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. But he was whatever he was playing in at the exact same time we got him. Yeah, Yeah, that would that would be it. Or we got him, and then he went was playing those games. Yeah. So uh, I know there are a lot of people in the men's national team sphere that are really high on him. Um, And as far as twenty twenty six goes, it'll be interesting to see. Like he'll be a part of the. I assume he'll be a part of that World Cup. That's this next year. Um, I don't think you he'll know. be with Real Salt Lake for very much longer. Yeah, uh, that was, was going to be my question was, 
can you say Diego Luna if he's not going to be on the RSL roster in 2026? Right now, Diego Luna, yes. But yeah, he'll be on a different team maybe by next year. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it he, seems clear he's not going to play if he's here, right? <laughs> not, not consistently. Yeah. yeah. I hate very much that like that's our consensus on Diego Luna is that like he's not going to be here for very long. Because like we should have, we should go get young, good talent and then develop it and make them really good players and then hopefully hold on to them. But like, it just really felt like from the jump that we got Diego Luna at the time that we did pay a transfer fee for him, knowing that in two years he's going to be sold to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not, we're not but the, the development team. We're the... just a doorstep. We're just trying to make a quick buck. But don't, but like, it seems like we're not even really trying to pursue that really. Like, I mean, we might be able to, depending on, unless we're just completely relying on his performances with the youth national team, which maybe we are, but I mean, um, yeah, I I really, I'm going to hold off on that judgment until we see how he plays this next season. Cause I really feel like the justification is that we got a mid season and they're trying to do a thing that he doesn't really fit in, or they've been doing it like that all year. And now that he's going to have a full preseason with the coach and the team and like, <laughs> and the full I hope preseason. that like the team sees him as an asset next year as Me a too. person who can play a lot of minutes because clearly like he's a good player and we should be using that. And hopefully the coaching staff recognizes that. So yeah, if we go like the first seven games into the season and he's played three of them, then yeah, I'm going to get real <laughs> mad about it. Yeah, I just don't know what the plan is for him, I guess. That's what's that's what's always been confusing to me since we got him. And just I don't know. <laughs> don't know what we're doing. But yeah. And then, you know, of course, we've got like the next tier of younger guys who we haven't even seen play for RSL yet. I think that they're obviously a long shout from being uh 2026 World Cup contenders, but I don't know. They might be in some interesting cycles coming up for some of the younger national teams like the U twenties. Um sure. And then we've got, of course, a bunch of like 15, 16 year olds. <laughs> so, so here's a question. Oh, Trevor, do you want to ask your question first? I was, I was just going to make a point. Were you trying to get us to say Justin Glad or Aaron Herrera? No, that's what I'm. No, <laughs> or, I wasn't or is trying that the to. point you're trying to make that we can't say Justin Glad and Aaron Herrera because they're probably not going to be on the men's national team um, or even in the picture over the next four years? I, w- I would say I'm not trying to make a point about it, but I am curious. <laughs> okay. Like, what what is it about Justin Glad that's like, I think we can definitively say like right back is a well-stocked position for the national team. Yeah, It's never going to happen for with players younger than Aaron Herrera, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who yeah. are arguably already better than him. Better and that's not a knock like against more experienced him. Yeah. On the um, international stage. Justin Glad, I think you can see that argument a little more clearly. Center backs develop at different, you know, different times. And Justin Glad is hopefully not peaked in his career yet. Uh, that would that'd be really tragic, actually. Um, yeah, so I mean, why is it that he's not a contender? I don't have a good reason. Um, because like he should have been when RSL was good. I think he was just too young at that point for the coaches to trust him. And also the coaches at the time were uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, who's a big idiot. Um, and like just wasn't yeah. going to test uh, a young Justin Glad at the time. 
So I, I really feel like he just got timing out of it. Like he's, there's definitely still time and it's definitely still a chance because you see, I mean, guys like Tim Ream, like they played for the national team at one point, but then they were out of the picture for years and all of a sudden they're back in the picture. Mm-hmm. And there are players like, um, I might sound like an idiot here, but I don't think Walker Zimmerman played a big part in the national team pool until he was a little bit older, right? Yeah, well, yeah. So he's 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 pretty newish. Like he wasn't part of the 2018. So like he's yeah. he's been since then. And I he, are they so, are they are he and Justin about the same age? I actually don't know. No, I thought Walker he was a few is 29. Years older. Oh, he's yeah. 29. Okay. So there's yeah. definitely time for like a Gold Cup cycle to happen where they want to try out somebody that's not necessarily in the picture, but clearly a good center back. Like there's definitely still time in his with his age and in his career and in the World Cup, Gold Cup nations league cycles for him to be in there it's just a matter of i think if burhalter sticks around burhalter hasn't shown any interest in justin glad like even a little bit yeah that's so kind if of he sticks thing. around I, I don't think justin glad really gets a shout but if we get a new coach um or a lot of injuries or something like that to, or players just like lose form it, it could happen with burhalter but i think his best chance is if we get a new coach that just wants to try out whole bunch of new guys or brings new eyes into the organization and you know what i mean like i think that's what it would take he definitely still could and i i still want him to and i think he's good enough to play on the national team but considering the guys we have now it's kind of a tough case to be like oh he's clearly better than Mm -hmm. player x i think the only player on the team on in the national team picture that you could maybe say that about is cameron carter vickers that he's better than cameron carter vickers yeah I wouldn't. I mean, I, if anyone, I would pick Aaron Long. I think CCV yeah, really Aaron proved Long himself. Too. That's a good one. I, I was pretty skeptical about CCV, but I thought he played very well against uh, Iran. So, yeah. I mean, as far as type of player goes, I think he's he he is he's, he's a, like a little bit CCV, undersized. He's a little bit undersized, right? So, like, yeah, um, that's one thing uh, that I think probably keeps him out. You know, with. But yeah, like best case scenario. So, I mean, just going by the center backs that we brought, we have Walker, we have Tim Ream. Tim Ream is going to be done after this. I think that's pretty clear. We have Miles Robinson, who's, I think, the bona fide starter. Um, yeah. And would have been if he had not tore his hamstring or ACL or whatever it was. Uh, then we've got Aaron Long, um, who's one of kind of like the Burhalter guys that's just been, um, you know, around. Uh, let me, I know there's a bunch more. Um, I was looking at this the other day because, um, oh, and then of course the, the young guys. So like Chris Richards is, is the big one and the one that's kind of thought is the future. I mean, even John Brooks is still hanging out and is around, um, Chris Richards, Mark McKenzie is another one who's gotten a lot more looks than, than Justin Glad, uh, despite not being like amazing for the national team. He's at Genk in Belgium. Um, I don't know about. Matt Miazga, he's probably out. We have Eric Palmer Brown, who's still kind of around as well. Uh, James Sands is a good shout. I think he's actually a pretty similar uh, in build player to Justin Glad. So, and he's been around the national team, so I think he's more likely to get time over him as well. Yeah, um, he's also a lot then, more versatile as a player. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I don't know. Do you think, There's a lot of players ahead of him, I think. Do you think Justin Glad might get a shot in, say, January? 
he has January, before, maybe? right? He he's gotten a uh, he's gotten a January camp look. Is that when he I has gotten he, the? Oh, if memory serves, I know Matt's looking it up, yeah. but if memory serves, he was like kind of a shoe in for a call up, and then like got injured or something happened, mm. and wasn't called up one of the past Januarys. I think like two Januarys ago. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Um, think there was a time where he may have actually been called up but didn't play i think in any uh, like it was like a camp cupcake where they either didn't have any games or he just didn't play in them so he was called up in january 2018 or 2019 uh that looks like his first call up um and then he was called oh he was called in january 2020 as well uh in 2019 he was cut from the roster uh when they when they do that uh and then in 2020 i don't remember what happened there but so there yeah, you go so he's like very much on the periphery yeah and like i think it would just he would have to step up his play like a lot to yeah. get people to change their opinions of him at this point or periphery just a lot of other guys generous, but yeah or a yeah, lot of other guys would just in... have to get much worse yeah do yeah, you think which, one good call-up could change that for him? Again, if we have a new coach, yeah, for sure. If you get a new coach and it pulls him in and he makes a good impression on that coach. Because every coach has like their guys, right? Jurgen Klinsmann had his guys. Uh, Burhalter's got his guys. And they're just guys that they trust just for whatever reason, whether they're, they're guys that they played with on their club team or guys that they've coached before or – guys that just impress in one or two camps and never really like drop off. Like I think he could, but it kind of takes a special set of circumstances. So like, if it doesn't happen, like I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, man, it's kind of, it's a bummer to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to like sound harsh about it, but I really feel like Justin glad has kind of reached a ceiling. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's like another gear that Justin glad can put it into and i feel like he would have to to like really make a case at this point to be a national team guy it's not at all to say like he's bad or i don't like he's a i adore him at rsl and i hope he stays here forever because i genuinely think he's one of the best uh center backs in mls like top 10 top 15 like comfortably and that's a really good guy to have on your team but national team wise that puts you like it's a tough spot yeah how much do you think Olympic qualify or uh, not qualifying, but was it, did they not qualify? Um, they that, act, no. that is what it is, right? They, they will be in the Olympic. Uh, we will have an Olympic team. Oh yeah. So um, it, was, it was four years ago. Yeah. Oh, didn't qualify, didn't. And I don't remember if Correct. we didn't qualify the cycle before. I think we did qualify. The is that cycle the Jason that. Christ thing where he was the coach? Yeah. And we, didn't yeah, and we had, you know, four RSL players there and yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Maybe it's hard right. to get rid of that stink. It it kind of is. And um, you know, what's crazy about this World Cup team we just fielded is that that team, I guess, minus Tim Ream, would all be eligible to play in the Olympics, which is pretty crazy. Wow. Um, just due to age. But yeah, I uh, oh, man, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Achoa that that tournament essentially ended with Achoa being done. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was a whole thing, but yeah, we've just, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it kind of sucks. It's, it's weird. We haven't had anyone like really outside the national team, the, the United States men's national team in a while. We've kind of 
consistently had some people, but yeah, it's, uh, who knows? Justin would be, Justin would be the one that's a stretch. I think Diego Luna is more likely, um, cause at least he's about, getting consistent time with a national team right now. What about players that might play for other countries at the world cup? Mm. Are there do any? Venezuela, do you think Venezuela makes the next world cup? No, no. Oh, there's 64 teams. They mm, is it 64? I thought, it was, I thought did they boost it by that much? Is it really 64? I, I think it was 64. Did they confirm that like, that's happening? I can't uh, remember if it's 48 20. sounds a lot more, and I wasn't sure if that was like finalized or if that. I was can't remember like, if it's it's definitely oh, it's more. It is 48. I was gonna say it's okay. being expanded to 48 from 36. I think. Okay, so are we gonna see Sergio Cordova at the World Cup? I don't think so. I don't think we're seeing Venezuela in the World Cup. There, there, there were. I mean, that we already had a bunch of good Commonwealth teams miss out, including Colombia and Peru was was good, but oh, I guess that's true. Um, I just yeah, I don't, I don't see Venezuela making it, but yeah, who else? I mean, uh, is Anderson Julio? Is he from Ecuador? Yeah, he is from Ecuador. Maybe I don't think maybe he's, Anderson is, has he played a whole lot with the Ecuador national team? Not in a while, know. but he used to. Yeah. Okay. But it turns out not playing for your club team <laughs> kind of hurts your chances of being called in. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. He's never been called up. Oh, interesting. Or at least never played a game for Ecuador. So that's too bad. He should. They were fun. I yeah, they were a nice. fun team in this World Cup Ooh, too. He has a half brother at Santos. Really? Jo- <laughs> Johan Julio. What is the J-H-O-J-A-N. Uh, and he's an attacking midfielder. Like I got it. Centrally. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put this in Slack so you can marvel at him. <laughs> His hair's pretty good. 24 years old. Yeah. Oh, he he's was on oh, loan he, from Quito. He oh, can weird. play as a winger, guys. <laughs> we don't have enough of those. No, we don't. Uh, roster a, building yeah. discussions are going to be kind of boring this year, aren't they? They might be. Mm. I mean, we bad. had, okay, oh, geez, we're going to have to revisit this at some point, but we have basically the same roster we had last year, right? Yeah. It's probably what's going to happen. Oh, Bobby I'm Wood did officially sign with the Revs. We probably didn't mention that. Yeah, oh, we did not. Yeah. I'll cut and paste this part right up to the uh, the news segment if we want. Cool. Yeah, I think that's important to have that in there. It needs to be in the right area. Yeah. So if you listen to this, we're still not done with news and we've got two more hours <laughs> left. We have to redo everything we just talked about. That would be so be beautiful. One of those people Man. just hits backspace repeatedly until you get to what you where you need to insert it. <laughs> beautiful. Oh man. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, I noticed yeah, we, we didn't, didn't mention uh, Brian Ojeda. We didn't nope. mention. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ojeda was did he did played pretty well for Costa Rica during this World Cup. Oh no, so, Oviedo. Oh, oh, sorry, Oviedo. Wow, I cannot believe I mixed them up. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian Ojeda. Could Plus I guess? Paraguay. I mean, is Paraguay going to make it? They no, have Miguel Al- Almiron, so maybe it's true. Um, yeah, shout out to Oviedo yeah. for a World for playing in a World Cup. Yeah, I'm nice. just looking at the the lineup from the last game because it's in the dock. And I mean, Justin Glad's the only player that 
deserves even a shout. Aside from yeah. maybe Ojeda. Yeah. Uh, Pablo Ruiz. It's going to have to completely change his career if he wants to get called up for a national team. Not play at RSL if he wants to represent a national team. Hey, maybe uh, there's he a national re- team out there that representing wants to Chile the instead, on. right? Sure. Wasn't wasn't that maybe a thing that he was maybe going to try to do uh, play yeah, for Chile and there, there was team something or? about that, but I haven't yeah. heard anything. In quite I don't know a while. if he could do that though. I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't just know not in his current role at RSL. I don't think he can. No, no. Why would you? <laughs> he uh. Um, did we hear a rumor about him possibly moving along? Mm. I'm not that. I haven't heard just anything thinking about that because we're back in news and rumors. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I, I thought There's... somebody, I thought somebody posted something somewhere about an article in Spanish that said something about Pablo Ruiz going to Chile or Argentina for something or something or other. Um, I just want to interrupt to say. Anderson Julio has two half brothers that play professionally. <laughs> he also has Madison Marcelo Julio Santos. Wow. Who plays at uh, El Nacional in, uh, in Colombia? No. Uh, must be Ecuador. Yeah, Madison, Ecuador. what was his name? Madison Julio. Uh, he also Madison plays wingers. So. <laughs> Dude, we sign need, him up. We need another triangle of Julios. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have the Bryans and the Julios. We're gonna have Bryans making so up half our team. Julio's making up the other. That's I love beautiful. it. Should we end our podcast on that? No, let's do it. Nothing more beautiful Mark than a string as of Bryans. The brother of Anderson. Oh, the full brother. Okay, sorry. Nice. I'm very sorry to Madison Julio for <laughs> and he's the half brother of Johan? Johan? I think in Spanish the J-H just makes a J sound. Like an English J. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. I don't know. I would love to tell you you're wrong, but I don't know. That's everyone's dream. Somebody who knows what they're talking about, tell me if I am wrong. Good call to the listener there, Trevor. (laughs) Call to action. CTA. Listener engagement. (laughs) <laughs> that's right really buried buried it at the end there but i think it's important right. that it is there well thanks everyone for listening don't forget to like share and subscribe <laughs> yeah. uh, and click click the bell for uh, if you Make have sure a you bell anywhere near you leave a comment it really helps if you're at a desk where there's a bell you can just ring that bell like at yeah. a hotel desk or something just just mm-hmm. start having the bell or if you've recently walked into like a tire shop or something that has a bell yeah. on the counter like yeah that bell also works Great. lots of bells all right well all right good, everyone good night good night good night guys